Yo, what's cracking? How's everybody doing today? Uh, how are we sounding out there? Everything lined up? Double checking my stream, okay. Made sure to get Rockfin going. How's everybody doing today on this beautiful Sunday? It's been sunny all weekend. I got a little sun yesterday at the beach. Had a good beach day. Uh, had some good walk. Good walk uh, weather today. Walk around the lake, around the pond, <clears throat> see the ducks. Oh, that made me hungry. All right, cool. Sounding good. Looking good. I think the internet's been working out a little bit better for me. Now, the, the picture seems to be coming through clear. What do you guys think? Loud and clear. Picture looking good. Hey, man. Let's play some music. Feeling good. <clears throat> uh, let's do it. There's only two things in this life that make it worth living. That's ukes tune good and firm feeling women. I don't need my name in the marquee lights. I got my song and I got you with me tonight. Maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love. Let's go to Luke and Black, Texas, Wayland and Willie and the boys. The successful life we're living's got us feuding like the Hatfields and McCoys. Between Hank Ware's pain songs, Newberry's train songs, and Blue Eyes. Crying in the rain Out in Luke and Bike, Texas Ain't nobody feeling no pain So baby, let's sell all your diamond rings Buy some boots and faded jeans and go away This coat and ties choking me In your high society you cry all day been so busy keeping up with the Joneses for car garage and we're still building on maybe it's time we got back to the basics of love let's go to Luke and Black, Texas Wayland and Willie and the boys the successful life we're living's got us feuding like that feuds and Between Hagway's pain songs, Newberry's train songs, and blue eyes crying in the rain. Out in Luke and Black, Texas, ain't nobody feeling no pain. Yeehaw. Yeehaw, mother grabbers. Let's talk about greatness and being great. Uh, you ever hear of somebody who was great that didn't have a coach? Anybody? Anybody out there? Um, I kind of find it funny to listen to some people talk about how you shouldn't need a coach about certain things. Well, technically your parents are supposed to coach you about a lot of stuff, you know, uh, taxes and finance and, and, uh, <clears throat> a lot of that stuff. And it doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. Sometimes your dad doesn't teach you how to, uh, change a tire. <sighs> happens so you need to get a coach get a coach there's nothing wrong with getting a coach especially nowadays there's so many uh qualified people to coach available to you all over the world right like so you have you've never had an opportunity like this human beings have never had an opportunity like this ever in human history to be taught by like grandmaster genius level people from other side of the planet Right. You had to you had to go to some, you know, prestigious university or something. You had to know somebody. Or you had to be lucky as shit. You had to be super lucky. Am I off? Am I off on that? <clears throat> right. Let's make this a cooperative podcast. You guys chime in whenever you can. So it's important to be open to coaching and 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 
courses and that stuff, but it's important to know how to, how to pick. And I, I've been asked a few times by people, you know, how to pick a good gym, how to pick a good coach and th those things. And uh, I did some research today just in general, because I, I know that coaching is popular now and, and uh, courses and things are popular now. There's a lot of information online. There's a lot of experts with um, credentials and there's a lot of grifters out there. And I think it's good to be able to pick coaches and they all kind of fit the same template. That's what I'm noticing because the stuff I would tell somebody about finding an MMA coach that they want, I want to fight in the UFC. Okay. There's a certain template I'm going to tell them to look for in a coach and how to get there. And there may be a progression of things you have to do because you can't, you can't just move to Greg Jackson's, you know, gym, because uh, you don't have the money, you're not there yet, whatever. But looking at some of these articles that I found for like, you know, business coaches and, and dating coaches and, uh, you know, they have executive coaches because I guess people, you know, people want to learn how to be a COO and to be a CEO because, you know, they're, they're climbing the, the, uh, the uh, executive ladder and they, they want to know how to do these jobs and how to do these jobs better. So, uh, I thought that was interesting that, you know, there's not just people looking to get, you know, jacked, looking for a coach to get jacked, but there's different, um, types of coaches, life coaches, business coaches, plenty of coaches out there. King Haps in the house. What's up, buddy? Everybody needs good coaching. Yep. A hundred percent. If you don't have a good coach, you're going to stagnate at some, some point. Even I on my ukulele. I had to find an online coach for a little bit. I, I joined uh, Ukulele Underground, fantastic resource. Uh, and um, when I'm ready to upgrade my skill set again, I'm trying to like perfect a handful of songs. Then when I'm ready to upgrade, level up, it'll be time to go back and get some coaching and learn some drills to do. Yeah, finger drills. Um, Stipe and uh, Nigao, what an incredible fight! It looked like uh, man, Nigao has made some great changes. So, like, this is a perfect example of coaching great coaching. If he didn't have good coaching, he wouldn't have uh, changed, settled. Like, it's dangerous knowing that you know, if he can. If he can control the pace, if he can keep things at a, at a moderate pace, keep distance, he's a dangerous guy. If he can fight for 15 minutes like that, or not 15, I'm sorry, 25 minutes for like that, holy Jesus. Because he's not going to get as tired. Um, and it wasn't even that it was, you know, Stipe only took one shot. You know, he got stuffed once. And it wasn't just that Stipe couldn't take him down. It's, it, I don't think he felt he could get close enough to his hips to take the shot. There was one shot and it wasn't a very good one. So I think there's uh, something to be said about Nagao keeping range, keeping a threatening stance, making it look like it's difficult to, to get inside and close that distance. If you can't close the distance on somebody and get to the hips, like good luck taking them down. I do have a guitar on my a wall, but I don't. I don't ever. I don't ever use it because it, too many strings. <laughs> Ukulele has four strings. I'm much better playing the four strings. Maybe I'll take a, lessons from that someday. But like, I got to a point I couldn't just. I couldn't learn anything. I wasn't retaining any knowledge. I couldn't play a full song really. So I got frustrated, and then I went on vacation. My buddy taught me like three songs in a night <laughs> on ukulele, and I was like, I'm switching. <laughs> this is way too easy because yeah, I could like actually play songs and sing songs. And that's that's funner to me than the struggle I was having <laughs> with the guitar. Maybe I'll get back to it someday when I'm older after I put out my ukulele album. <laughs> NCAA Nagao looked good. <laughs> Who wins between Jones and Francis now? That's uh, that's an interesting one because it's going to be the sniper and Jones. And uh, I think a lot of leg kicks with Jones on him. If I was his coach, I would say a coach could be, could be with the year. He could be, he could be pound for pound greatest coach ever too. What about that? 
he goes top on the list for pound for pound best fighter, and then he gets the best coach too. That's something. Keep practicing. That's right. Uh, man, that's a big scary man. And even if Jones is coming in at two forty, Nigal has twenty pounds, twenty five pounds on him, and he's used to carrying that weight. That's scary. All right, let's let's uh let's go to uh let's cover some of these. I got I got I got oh I got ten I got ten I came up with ten things you should be uh, looking for in coaches. Okay, you guys can uh, give me some input. Tell me if you agree, disagree with uh, my my uh, numbers here. These are in no particular order, really. They're all important. I think number one. Number one is on my list, and every other list I saw was like, like accomplish, accomplishments or receipts. What receipts do they have? This can be a couple types of accomplishments. So, personal, you have your personal stuff, and you have um, student achievements also, right? So, personal achievements in the discipline do they have certifications, awards? Have they won championships? You know, is he, a, you know, you're a wrestler, you're looking for a wrestling coach? Have they ever wrestled before? <laughs> You know, uh, wherever they wrestled, what what achievements do they have as a wrestler? What have they done uh, in the sport? If they're a business coach, if they're an executive coach, have they ever been an executive? Were they a successful executive? Um, look to see how they performed individually. Now, of course, you don't have to be, you know, the best guy uh, in a sport or a field to be a good coach. That is true. Like Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz, he couldn't play football, right? He was a little tiny white dude. I don't think he played a, a down of football, but he was a great coach. Um, but you, but you would also, you know, be able to look at their achievements through their students and people they've coached. And if you're if you're a coach, you just starting out and you don't have a lot of competition experience, you're going to have to get the experience as a coach start off with kids programs and, you know, high schoolers win some championships there, start, you know, put your, put like 10 years of time in as a, as a coach before anybody's even going to take you seriously. Probably you're not just going to uh, be like, you know what? I think I'm going to coach professional MMA fighters to world titles. You're probably going to have to put in some work with some nobodies and some, uh, some kids You have to build, you have to build your rep. <clears throat> all right uh yeah and then yeah your student your student achievements what are your what are your students doing are your students winning championships are your students high level comp competitors are they are they uh in the field that you want to be in and, and they're they're successful they're making money are they doing the things and making the moves that you want to you got to look to see um what kind of accomplishments they have in that regard um, I think, uh, number two now, right? Number two, uh, goals and motivation, I think are important with your coach or choosing a coach. What is your, what's your goal? What's your coach's goal for you? You know, what's his goal for himself? What is the motivation getting him in and, uh, working out with you every day? Is he just keeping the doors open to his facility so that he gets money and, and has a job and has money <laughs> or, or is he like trying to get uh, people healthy? Is he trying to get people losing weight and sign, signing more people up so he can make his gym more exclusive and have a higher class of people in his gym? Or like, what what are they working for? You may you may find a coach who's who's content with where he's at and what he's done, and and they're just you know uh, they're just checking in, you know, calling in every day. This was something I kind of noticed when I was doing my student teaching. A lot of teachers who've been teaching for like 20 years or so, they would, they were just kind of like going through the motion of old lessons they'd already been through, and there's no heart and soul into in the lesson or what they're teaching. And you wouldn't, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want a teacher like that. Like you're not going to get anything from a teacher like that if they're not excited about what they're doing. That's not going to get you anywhere. Uh, if they don't have the motivation to be the best teacher or to be leveling up themselves, 
they're not trying to win awards as the best coach or the best gym or the best teacher, you know, <clears throat> they don't care about the reputation. That's a big red flag. Right. Okay. Uh, next, this is a big one. Number three, I think accessibility, accessibility, right? How much access do you have to this person? How often can you talk to him? How often can you work with them? When I first moved to California, I was, I was coming out here because I was trying to uh, work with Frank Shamrock. And when I got out here, he like wasn't around ever. <laughs> so like, if I would have known that he wasn't ever going to be around that, it, it could have led to me, you know, not coming here. But luckily when I, when I came out for a week to visit the first time, there was so many other coaches around and so many other gyms and things around. I knew that if things didn't work out initially at AKA, there was other places to go. So when I first came out and moved out and I could see that just Frank was nowhere to be seen, uh, it was okay because I still had so many good people to work out with. I could still, I could still, uh, work, you know, kickboxing, boxing, uh, grappling, jujitsu. There's plenty of wrestlers I, you know, and if I needed to, there were gyms around that I could drive to even, even early two thousands, there were still plenty of, uh, black belts within 20 minute driving range, 30 minute driving range. I really wanted to, I could have went up to house and mountain view or the city even. Here, MMA press room, good to have you in. He says, it helps to have good students, people who are either excellent athletes already or some kind of high-level competitor in their chosen field of sport. Uh, yes, it's good to have peers, you know, who are really into the sport and really pushing to be good at the sport. That can sometimes be cultivated by a good coach. And if you have, you know, that's kind of one of the receipts you're looking for. You know, we talked about that with the looking for achievements and number one. Okay. Well, you know, if they have high level students in their classes who are competing and doing well, if you have, you have elite level people in there, that you, that should be a little bit of a sign that that coach is, you know, fairly legitimate on some level. Like he, he at least has those guys that those guys just wandering off the street, you know, at their level. Or do you build them up? Okay. Uh, but yeah, with the accessibility, so it could be the guy's got a great big name and everybody knows who he is and he won all these fights and did all these things and, but he's just never there. His name's on the gym. So you gotta be aware if you're going to go to his gym or his place and pay money to see this person. Or if you have uh, an executive coach, if you have a dating coach, if you have a relationship coach, anything like this. And you need to talk to them and, and they're not responsive to emails or text messages. It's probably not a good fit. Like, what are you, what are you there for if they're not actually helping? <laughs> right? Be selfish. Be selfish with your time. Be selfish with your education, what you're learning. Don't let these guys, you know, waste your time. Make sure they're accessible. Okay. Um, the number four. Okay. Number four. You want to make sure that they're capable of providing the knowledge you need. This may sound like you know you're looking for accomplishments, but no. So you may have a coach who is a known, accomplished coach in uh, a certain sport, certain field, certain discipline, but they may not be a great coach at the thing you need the most. You may need to learn some great boxing. You know, maybe that's the one thing that you're just missing in your MMA repertoire. Well, I'm probably not the guy that's going to give you the best possible coaching in your boxing. Right? <laughs> so be like specific about what you're looking for and what you want. It doesn't do you a lot of good if you're heavily, you know, grappling based and you have no striking ability whatsoever and you go to a predominantly grappling gym with no striking coaches around. Like your grappling probably is going to get really good, but you're going to still have that big hole. Even though it's a good team, if you can't find a good coach to bring into that, it's going to be hard. Same thing. Um, 
man, uh, you want to, you got you want a dating coach and this dating coach is, is used to, uh, um, pick up and you know, you have no interest in or time to go and, and go to bars and, and walk around, and pick people up at the daytime. That's just not your thing. So you might need somebody who's better at, at the online dating and the, and the dating app, somebody who's better at maneuvering around that marketplace that might help you most. You got to kind of sit down think about what exactly it is that you're looking to learn. You know, don't, uh, don't have too broad of a scope of what, what you need help with. Like try to try to get the most out of that session or out of that coach by being, you know, specific. Like I want to learn this guard pass series. That's a very specific want from a coach coaching experience. You go into a seminar, you take an online course. This, this, uh, seminar online course is going to teach me how to do, uh, awesome double leg. That's very specific to the point. That's what you want. Got a little question here. What was the most fun stretch of fights you had? Who were the guys you looked up to when you started? Um, Man, like the, I mean, the original the OGs guys were the guys. I the guys who were bare knuckle, guys who were fighting more times than one night, the guys who were you know submission only type fights. I looked up Chuck and Randy, and uh, you know I I was a fan, a big fan of Tito, um, Igor Vochanchin. I like that. I love the old private fights. But yeah, man, Coleman, Goodrich, all those all those uh, knuckle draggers, man, I was a big fan. <laughs> I was a big fan of the lower, lower amount of rules. Cut the time limit. Cut, cut the breaks out. Just let us fight for an hour. Knees to the head on the ground. Let's do it, man. No gloves. Yep, love prime. That's the truth. All right, guys. So, yeah. So, if you need got a fight coach, if you need a fight coach, something about fighting, you're gonna need something uh, related to your skill set. You know that you need. You need. You need better stand up. You better find that guy who's gonna help to stand up. You need uh, better wrestling. You need better jujitsu. You need a. You need a MMA coach. Also, sometimes. Um, a general MMA coach that kind of pieces everything together. I think that's more like a Greg Jackson. He's not your, you know, he's not going to hold mitts for you. He's not going to have you looking like uh, a pro boxer or whatever, but he's going to put together the game plans and the strategies, not just for the fight, but the training strategies too. You may, yeah, you may need a coach that uh, is specifically going to make you faster. I, I went to uh, uh, Mike Vitenza, who is a uh, NHL strength conditioning coach for the for the Sharks here in San Jose, and it was specifically for me to get faster. It was speed, make me more agile, and he gave me a lot of stuff to work on to help with that. Uh, if you need a wrestling coach, you would need, of course, what do you need? to work on it with your wrestling. You need practice with your, you need help with your double leg, your low singles, or you should probably get someone who's pretty awesome and known what really well for low singles. You need help with your scrambling. Well, Ben Askren's got a ton of stuff. I'm like technical scrambling. Dude's a phenom. So they call him funky Ben, funny, funky Ben Askren. The curly headed F. Um, if you are looking for a business coach, you're probably going to want, uh, somebody who is successful at business or is successful in the type of business you're trying to do. If you're uh, setting up, um, you know, some kind of like storefront fashion business, you don't want to, you don't want a business guy who's, who's specializes in drop shipping. Hey, <laughs> right? you probably want to get that exactly uh, to what you're trying to be successful at. Dating coach, you probably want somebody who success who successfully dates somebody, right? Um, <clears throat> yeah, your dating coach should probably be somebody who you 
if you're looking for a dating coach, your dating coach should be somebody who dates people who you would want to date. Does that make sense? The type of women, type of girls you'd want to date. You know, there's a lot of guys who like go to like other countries and yeah, they're probably dating prostitutes and telling you that they're, they're uh, really dating people. But if the, if they're not dating people in the pool of people that you're dating around and you'd like to date, it's probably not somebody you'd want to listen to. Right. Just saying. Uh, okay, what else we got here? I should hit you want Kung Lee on every show. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, a bunch of questions just popped up. Uh anyway, I'll this yeah. You were never convinced. I was convinced. I knew I always knew there'd be money in fighting. I knew it. I, I could see what boxing was. I could see how popular it was. Anybody who watched it loved it. I I knew, but I wasn't expecting uh, the Fertitas in the UFC to be able to pull off what they pulled off. That was that was amazing what they did. <laughs> it wasn't, I don't think it's legal, but it was it was amazing. Woodley's future, I don't know, man. I, I feel like that was a last attempt because <laughs> he 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 did. He pulled the trigger. He went after it, but it was just not enough. I don't know what's up for Woodley next. May just have. Maybe just have better things to do. Maybe not be into it that much anymore. I don't know. Uh, no. And let well, I mean, unless she pulled off and had signed up for her own representation, which I don't believe any she has, then and if she fought between the dates selected, like 2010 to sometime in 2017, then she would be a part of the class because we did get class certification. Yeah, Eagle was the man. True pioneer. Yeah, he, he won like an 18-fight tournament in Russia once. Dude was a stud. <clears throat> yeah. He was one of my favorites. They trust coaches who never fought. They have had they need to have some type of experience. You know, it's hard, it's hard to trust somebody fully who who's just not had any experience in it. They can give you their best opinion on things. It doesn't have to, have to be a high level of fighting, but there should be some something. You 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 felt competition on some level. You didn't have to be a winner. You just you went through it. On some level it happened. Uh <clears throat> you know, even if you're an older guy, like you should you should try to compete sometimes in the masters and older divisions and, and grappling tournaments and stuff. You know, from from my perspective, most high level coaches have competed. You know, even if they haven't fought, they've competed on a high level, usually. Right, and and uh, if they haven't, they usually have students that have competed on a high level for a long time. I guess proof is in the pudding. I guess depends depends on if they're a new guy and it's like hey i have no experience in this i'm gonna coach you how much you want to trust a guy i watched the street beefs for one of the shows once it was interesting i don't see why jones wouldn't fight nagao it's the big money fight isn't it Thanks, bro. Thanks for watching. Fights with friends. What's up? It was a cool show. How's it hard to stay hungry after having success? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I'm just like I'm a motivated person. I want to keep finding new things to do, and I'm I'm <clears throat> me, I'm just a competitive person. I'm always trying to like find something else to to beat myself at. That that's really what what it comes down to. Internal competitiveness. I I hope I don't ever lose that. It's a good thing. Um. Okay. Let's keep moving. Okay. 
Uh, oh, what was I wonder? I did find one little thing I think was important to share for talking about coaches and stuff because some of the stuff you know is uh, online coaches and yeah, not just online, but um, what's going on? Okay, I'm not talking about online. I'm sorry. Uh, <clears throat> like coaches, different kind of coaches, online coaches, career coaches, mentors. It's important to uh, keep this type of stuff in line keep it on your head what is this okay <laughs> no i found this out it was cool and this is part of like knowing what you need and what you're looking for you're looking for mentorship coaching or or therapy right and uh it sees a little diagram of what you're looking at here all right, so the mentorship, right? This person who's been in your shoes uh, provides advice. Non-supervised instructor, mentor, and mentee are both volunteers. Mentor usually senior to mentee. This is kind of like at a team setup. It's kind of like the older guy, the veteran, and the younger dude. Uh, addresses short and long-term goals. Encourages self-improvement. Provides safe space for honest sharing. Uh, I don't like this use of safe space. It's just, you don't bullshit. It's just cold, hard truths, right? Provides cold, hard truths, <laughs> All right? Uh, Two-way communication provides opportunities to expand knowledge. Right? This is a lot of the coaching thing and coaching alone. Uh, focuses on the future, positively focuses way to explore opportunities, action-oriented, helps individuals arrive at their own solutions, process to create sustained change. And then you have the, uh, the therapy and the coaching box overlap here with the paid for by individual, tackles difficult challenges in personal and professional life, focuses on behavior change, inquiry-based long-term relationship. And the straight therapy stuff focused on the past, often focused on trauma and seeking healing, Focused on cognitive, emotional coping, diagnosis, and treats dysfunctionality can often take years to achieve. So when you're looking for a coach, it's probably pretty smart to realize that uh, you are looking for a coach and you don't need therapy. <laughs> right? If you're looking for the stuff in that therapy box from your coach, nope. <laughs> nope. Um, I'm being correct. Okay, what else we got here? Okay, number five on my list. Communication and coaching style. Put this in together. Uh, do they match your need um, all right, for coaching, your coaching style? All right, so I'm, I'm kind of a self-coach, right? So I need a coach with laissez-faire kind of attitude because I show up on time. I have my stuff lined up. I kind of tell my coaches what, what they need to coach me at. That's how I do things. Not everybody is like that. A lot of guys want somebody else to take over. I'm showing up, just telling me what to do. And there's times I have that workout too. You know, I'll set up that workout and I'll be like, yeah, just tell me what to do today. Just tell me what to do today. I don't want to deal with it. So you got to, you got to know whether or not you have a coach. You can do that. You got to find the coaches and, and get them set up on the right path. So they know what's going on. Like I, 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 I react very badly to yelling. I don't want to get yelled at. Don't yell at me. <laughs> I'm an adult. I had so this was an, this is a conversation I had with coach in high school. I pulled a coach to the side. I was like, coach, I just I don't I don't react well to yelling. Could you not yell at me? It's like I understand what you're saying. I will do what you say. I'll, I'll get motivated. I'll get fired up. Just don't please don't yell at me. <laughs> and we had a good we had a good relationship from that. He yelled at everybody else, and then he would look at me like you know what to do, and I'd say yes, I do, and I'd get it done, you know, and then after a while, you know, he's yelling, he's telling me what to yell at the other people because <laughs> I was good at yelling too. Oh, his question. What do I think about Ali Abdizaz? We get along, but I don't think it's, I don't, I think it's a conflict of interest for a manager to represent as many athletes as he does. I don't think, I don't think it's healthy. That's, that's a, a kind of the only thing I'll say about it. I don't think it's healthy that you have that many, you got like 200 guys represents or something. I don't, 
you know, like other professional sports, they limit their their managers. They have like they're like three to five guys, maybe. Like I don't know. I, I it's hard for me to see how you could represent each guy fully in that scenario. Joe Silva. He's trash. Joe Silva stories. That guy. Um, maybe I need to get, uh, back into grappling. I'm putting on weight. I'm trying to get big. I'm doing some bag work and lifting right now, but yeah, I, uh, thinking about it maybe, but I, I gotta, when less COVID stuff's happening and I can go to gyms regularly and I can find people to work out with, maybe that'll happen more. We'll see. All right, let's go. Uh, yeah, all right. Communication, coaching style, right? Are they able to push you in the way you need to? And this one is probably one of the more important ones, I think, right? Right. References. It's another form of receipts. Do they have a current or former students that have testimonials? Do they have other reviews? Can you talk to somebody who is working with them currently? Are there people you can see that have worked with them and they're still they're still in good relations with? Um, on top of that, then you might want to look for current or former bosses, uh, colleagues, partners, uh, see if they still have any of those. Anybody who who's, knows their shit like business or whatever is probably going to have good connections with their old boss or their old colleagues because if they were successful in business, they're going to keep good, successful business people around them. So... Uh, that's kind of like a twofold bonus. Like if you can prove that they have successful colleagues or old people that they worked with or worked for, like that shows that they're legit. And it's probably somebody you can use later on. It's a connection you have later on. This person coaches you and they're like, oh, hey, by the way, my friend Bill runs a huge company or whatever. You should talk to him about your idea about whatever the shit. <clears throat> right? It happens. Happens. Um, yeah, so be checking those references. Okay. If somebody has done seminars, done courses, taught people, there's there's gonna be somebody who's willing to like say, yes, yeah, it's cool, or it was terrible. There's gonna be people, there's gonna be people giving reviews. Uh, and then some of these are a little bit uh, different, okay? Um, I think it's important if you can if you can look at this person's life and see if they've uh, faced any kind of adversity, any personal challenges, you know, like through that discipline or through uh, just life, you know, do they? Did they uh, did they win? Did they win or accomplish something under great odds? Were they did they get sick and they had to fight back while they're sick? Did they, you know, have to pay their way through something? Did they are they missing their legs and they still did did whatever uh, stuff like that? Those those are to tell sometimes too. Did somebody face something challenging and difficult and they're able to push through it? I think that's a good good sign of character i had these bad things happen it also lets them it also lets you know that you know they're comfortable talking about their their bad things and they don't they don't wear it as a sleeve either as like an excuse to why they don't have what they have it's like i i did things i accomplished things even though this bad thing happened makes sense All right what what have they overcome what adversity have they overcome what challenge did they defeat? Did they live through? <clears throat> um, next, I think consistency. Consistency on a number of levels. Consistency on on performance. Have they have they performed at a high level for a long time uh, in the discipline or as a coach of the discipline? Has their life been on track consistently for a long time? 
Like they don't change their phone numbers a lot. They don't have to move a lot. They're not getting kicked out of places. It kind of, it's kind of, I think, consistency in your life. And you know, if you're one of these digital nomads and you're consistently moving, but you have money, like that's one thing. But like, if you got somebody who's trying to tell you they're a great coach at something, but their their life is shambles, <laughs> you don't know where they're gonna sleep the next night because they're always moving around. They're always uh, short on money or, or whatever. Like that's not consistency. I don't see that as a consistent person. I don't know if you want to invest time and energy into an inconsistent person. That fits a little bit into the uh, accessibility too, man. Because if they're inconsistent, they're probably not available that often. Um, but also, man, like if if somebody's running a business, they run it for six months and then they shut down for a year and then run it for a couple of years and they don't do anything for a while, like. That's inconsistent too. I don't, I don't like inconsistency. I'd rather see you struggle for a while, but you're still doing something, than, than you just disappeared. <clears throat> okay, uh, and then number nine. This is a big one for a lot of people. That's cost. What's the cost? What's the cost? And when you're looking at cost, I think the big thing to look at is your uh, ROI. What's your return on investment? Cheers. All right. What are you putting into it? What are you getting out of it? You need to look at things with a perspective of what is this money getting, getting me? What am I getting for this? <clears throat> what am I getting in trade of this cost? If you're if you don't feel that you're getting something relatively good for your cost, hundred bucks a month, two hundred bucks a month, whatever you're paying, or maybe you're doing a consultation for five hundred dollars for an hour, you know, <clears throat> what are you looking for? If you're just trying to get to a gym. An exercise, you, you maybe want to get in shape, you want to make some friends, you have a social life kind of branched off of people who are also fitness minded. That's, that's great. Awesome. All right. <clears throat> that might be totally worth it. Uh, you may just be uh, trying to get jacked and you don't really care about meeting people or talking to people. It's fine too. You have... <clears throat> A number of courses and things available online also that'll teach you all kinds of stuff. You can you learn editing stuff, you can learn broadcasting stuff, you can learn how to write, you can learn how to fix your bike, whatever. <laughs> you know, all kinds of courses are everywhere online right now. So it might be worth to worth it to you to take a, a course on something and even get an online certification from this course because you can turn that education into a profit, something you're making money off of. So you spend $500 on a course, but now after the course, you're able to produce something that you sell. You can sell your time or your effort or something you made and you make that money back quickly. So it's kind of a worthwhile cost if that's what you're going to do. Um, it could just be that you want to have fun and you're having a good time and working out with people is a fun, good way to have a fun and a good time. How, what would you think? What do you know? Are you surprised? But yeah, so check your cost. And you may need to slowly level up. When I when I uh, first moved out here to California, you know, we had to like clean the gym. We had to take care of things and trade for working out at the gym because we weren't making any money. We weren't making any money fighting right away. <clears throat> and if you're making under like $1,000 a fight, you know, Hob wasn't even interested in you paying him if you weren't making, you know, more than a thousand dollars. What's the point? So we we clean, we had to take care of things. So we had to put time, effort, you know, in trade. And then at one point he required us to, to teach a little bit too. We'd get paid for the teaching, but like he wanted us to put time in his teachers. <clears throat> but that was that was worth the cost, right? That cost was worth you know, the the unlimited access to the gym and instructors and teachers and people to work with. So 
So it's easy to, easy to sacrifice that. Okay, so my big number 10. My big number 10. Okay, it's a big one. Right? So this is the big picture. Big picture look at your coach. Uh, does that person, does that coach uh, in his life, does it look anything like something you want yours to look like at all? Like even if it's just one aspect, it's just in the business aspect, just in, in uh, you know, how they handle certain things type of aspect, whatever, their, their jujitsu aspect. What, what part of their life do you want to look like yours? Like, seriously, if, if you do everything this coach says and the best you can do is what he's done or even what his students have done, maybe you want to look at his students and see what they've done and where they've gone. Do you want, you want that life? Do you want that to be done for you too? That's, that's a big one. I think you need to look at that. Like what, what prize do you win for doing everything right? Where are you headed? What's, uh, what's the big gift? <laughs> what's the gift you give yourself? You know, that old saying, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I think that that can be said too, like picking the wrong coach. <laughs> um, All right, guys. So that's my 10. What do you guys think of my 10? Do you guys agree with my 10? You think my 10 are garbage? Huh? What do you think? I think I have solid, solid pick for my 10 things. And uh, real quick, while I have you, and while you're thinking about that, I want to share with you my online courses. Okay. You can check my credentials, my accomplishments. You can check all this. Stuff. I'm here every day. You can see if you want your life to look anything like mine in the garage Sunday night, having a drink, having a smoke, having some coffee. <laughs> Sound appealing to you? I have uh, courses for sale for fighting stuff, <clears throat> right? I have some free stuff available for your neck some resistance band training, some uh, kids wrestling stuff, but they're there. I need to make more. Hey, you guys, drop me a line. Maybe I'll make a specific course just for you. If I get a bunch of people telling me they want to see something, that'll help me out. <clears throat> what course do you want to see from me, guys? Uh, okay, so I'm going to go to some questions here, guys. If you want me to definitely get to your question, do a super chat and you go to the front of the line. Favorite martial art? I love, I mean, man, grappling's fun. I like wrestling, jujitsu, but I, I would love to do more escrima, stick fighting. That seems like a lot of fun. I want to spend some more time with my nunchucks, get a little better at my nunchucks. Uh, I would love, I wouldn't mind taking some time and study some kokushin karate for a little bit that'd be cool why not just shits and giggles it's pretty tough karate uh it'd be fun i'm in the bay area andrew yang oh man he's i think he's like every other politician he's a puppet they're puppets they're they're trying to convince us that uh communism and basic income I don't want basic income. I don't want anything basic. All right. Jason Azevedo says, I want all, I want to use all your powers and all your skills. I don't want this mother to see Stipe Miochik this way. Sobbing. Look how they massacred my boy. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, you know, Stipe, he lost. He got caught by DC. Trilogy fight. I can see the trilogy. I can see this fight going back uh, for number three. I could see him winning the third one. My big thing in this fight was that he did not utilize leg kicks at all. Okay, with a big guy like that, chop them legs, get them thinking about something else. Okay, 
uh, and you can stay really far out of range. You can chop the calves. You can chop the legs and be escaping out your way as you chop and chop and chop. And he's not close enough to land the big punches on you. From that point, he starts chasing. That makes the takedowns and entering and getting to the hips easier. Uh, he didn't do it, though. He moved in and out. He got hit a couple times. He landed a really nice overhand right, right, pop, pink, and then he got too comfortable. He thought he hurt him. He didn't. He didn't hurt him. He thought he hurt him, and then there was that boom, clubbing left over the top as he stepped in. He made a big mistake. So I think it's a mistake he can correct. He can realize, okay, this is what's up. I need to uh, pick at this guy a lot more, especially 30. He's given up 30 pounds, bro. 30 pounds is a lot of weight. I'm sorry. Like my my little ones are 30 pounds. They're like 55 and 85 pounds. And it's not, it's a massacre. <laughs> it's a massacre when he throws the other one around. So man, I'm 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 like 214, 215 right now. Okay, so Stipe's got 15 pounds on me. 20 pounds, that's a massacre. He throws me around all over. Does <laughs> uh, this person's experience offer intrinsic value to my growth? Yeah, that's a good, good way to put it, good way to look at it. MMA Press Room says there are martial arts schools in every town and city in America. Many of these folks are well-intentioned but have no idea what MMA actually is, even though they teach MMA. You are 100% correct. There is a McDojo Life uh, Instagram that I follow. It, it, it's pretty funny. There's a lot of terrible. Um, <laughs> um, let's do this. I can find this. McDojo Life. And it's uh, it's bad. It's bad. The stuff that they uh there it is all right i'll share this and there's um yeah there's a lot of people who uh well-intentioned people who just want to believe i think a lot of people who are very emotional and want to believe a lot of things but this is this is mcdojo life and um you see some you see some very interesting things. Let's see this guy. Oh. Oh wow, it's uh something else. <laughs> is this is this a, a keto or something? Oh, he's got a guy on his neck. Three on one. Oh wow. Amazing. It's uh something else. Oh, this guy's fighting a sword guy, huh? Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, these are these are things that are everywhere. <laughs> For real, this is all right. This looks professional. Oh man. Fight the ninja. <laughs> oh, he's guys he knows what's up. Yep. Hips. Hips boy. It's all about hips. It's all in the hips, all in the hips. He's right. Golfer man knows it. It's talking about hip radar right there, folks. Uh, favorite Instagram model? Mm, I am going to be representing my Instagram model. And Vigilant. Vigilant Sutherland. Check her out. She's going to be famous. B&B is going to be uh, pushing that soon. April. You're getting to work in April. 
best coach you ever had didn't teach martial arts there i have I had great coaches teachers um senseis masters there's a lot man you can you can learn from a lot of people they're everywhere you just have to uh, especially when you know <clears throat> what you need to learn i think the master often appears when you when you finally realize i this is i need this skill i need to get this shit done things materialize the universe will conspire to help you if you're on the right path counting convinced i can still compete with 125 35 pounders even though i'm an old man now fitch if we can make serious bank in bellator ufc i'll fly out to california tomorrow <laughs> It's that's the thing though. It's not serious bank. They're not. They're not making that. They're not selling that much money. It's not that much money. It's not enough. If I was making half a million per fight, yeah, fuck it, let's do it. Let's throw. I'll fight bare knuckle if they pay me half a million dollars. Old. There's no such thing as old. It's just decay. Nice, nice. Tyler Durden is an autistic ass. Uh. He's been watching the show for a long time. He's bought both books. <clears throat> he knows what's up. Uh, I mean, I like wrestling, but I mean, like jujitsu is less hard on the body, so it's easier to do and it's funner to play around with. You don't play wrestling. You just don't play wrestling. <laughs> You know, like it's a serious day when it's time to wrestle. Not yet. I'm not doing TRT yet. I'm waiting till 50. I just did, I did a little video on the YouTube channel, like my test test. I just like recently, last month or two, I'm at 567, which is normal ranges. I feel good. My body looks good. My hair is good. I'm afraid that if I start TRT too early, I'll go bald or I'll get the receding stuff because I don't, I'm not the chemist type. I don't. It's a, it's a lot of like work to figure out. Okay, I took this stuff. My hair's thinning. I gotta take. I gotta take this other stuff. Uh, I just like. I feel like my strength, my energy, uh, my libido, everything's good. Jacked as long as I eat the right things. So I think fifty. When I hit fifty, as long as my numbers don't drop below five hundred, I think I wait until I'm fifty. you like cries with that fries with that oh uh -huh. yeah it's uh it's a problem and you can't it's hard to get away it surprises me that people still try to get away with this shit in you know 2021 everybody's got everybody's got an instagram or snap or whatever everybody's got a phone camera video three stooges yeah you're right <laughs> <laughs> My supplements, I am, uh, if you want to look at my supplement chart, it's uh, on my website, right, johnfish.net. I have, um, it's also in the neck care guide. So I started taking a bunch of supplements to help fix my neck, but now I'm I'm reduced because I don't have to, I don't work out as much. I don't grapple as much. My neck's not getting stressed as much. I don't take the same amount of supplements. So now I'm only taking like twice a day. I take uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E. Um, what else do I take? I'll take my um, zinc balance, and I'll take uh, the, this mineral pill, the mineral pill thing. Uh, that way I get magnesium and all that other shit in my body. But that's mostly what I'm, I'm taking. Uh, some boron because it helps with absorption. But that's mostly what I'm what I'm taking, and I'm just eating well. And my neck feels good. My body's feeling good. So I'm not, not worried about it. I did also start taking creatine because I'm trying to put on weight. I'm trying to get a little more jacked, a little more, a little more muscle, right? Follow the rocks path and get more jacked. <laughs> Happy Fitch Morris on the hips. You got it. All right. 
Exigent News says, I was taking Osterine and test shock. It made me want to punch through brick walls. <laughs> There's like that guy, the Derek guy, uh, more plates, more dates. He covers a lot of a lot of a lot of steroid stuff and hair stuff. And it's so it's crazy how much info there is out there for these guys and the different things they're taking. Uh, but I got yeah, seven more years. And I'm sure they'll have everything in a little like dissolvable tablet. <laughs> you take once a month. <laughs> oh man. Tyler Durden. Uh, I have a plate of screws and C4 and C5. Can you tailor a program around a fused idiot? Um, man. Program for lifting or program for uh, fighting in uh, MMA stuff? Because lifting, yeah, I mean, you're going to do stuff yeah you could do the same stuff that i have in my uh neck care guide if you're having pain in the neck and you want to try to build that stuff up and get rid of some of the pain i think you could use the neck neck care guide that might help ah for grappling <clears throat> yep i mean protect your neck at all times <laughs> that'd be interesting uh to try to uh Man, it's like it's gonna be a lot of prevention. Honestly, you're gonna have a lot of prevention, a lot of risk control, keeping guys off your neck, away from your head. Like you can't, you have to preemptively shut everything down before they get close to your neck, right? And then you're not really gonna have Gramby positions, so you're gonna to have to develop some. You know, you're not gonna be able to roll. You're not gonna be able to get stacked up. <clears throat> Yeah, you're going to have to really develop probably your uh, half-guard game, I would say. Not competing, just doing for fun. Yeah. But still, I would go that route. Develop your half-guard game more. You're less likely to get stacked on your head. Um, look for top, top game finishes. That way you're not getting stacked also while you're chasing finishes. Leg, leg locks. Yeah, there might be some way to stay away from your neck stuff. Yeah, uh, he was doing pickups and pickup and stuff, Derek. Yeah, he is. He was a red pill guy. He was on. He was on the, uh, uh, you know, the boards with uh, relationship dating type of stuff. I think he used to do day game. And I've, I've heard a few of his talks. So. Um. What was it? It was like uh, social circle games talking about. <clears throat> but yeah, that totally like nobody's talking honestly about any of that stuff. So he's found a great niche to like be vocal. And, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, different people's body looks and looking at their body transformations and guessing what he thinks they took. Yeah, some chance. You just have to control where the fight goes. You have to control control the pace where things are going and when you can uh control wrists and hooks a lot it's generally the way to do it all right guys thanks for tuning in have had uh, uh had fun
Take it easy.